You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. VK is the latest social media platform to be pwned, and its users also have lousy passwords. Checkpoint reports vulnerabilities in Facebook chat and Messenger. F-Secure warns of rat-sniffing at Visa applicants. Angler gets evasive with Silverlight and Flash exploits. Proof of concept for an SUV Wi-Fi hack is demonstrated. MSSPs attract enterprise customers. Al-Qaeda returns to social media. And observers see a silver lining for Fort Meade as they look back from the three-year AS. That's after Snowden. I'm Dave Bittner in Baltimore with your CyberWire summary for Tuesday, June 7, 2016. The most recent big data dump has emerged from Russia, where information on more than 100 million accounts associated with social media platform VK is being offered for sale by someone calling himself, herself, or themselves, Tessa88 at exploit.im. Coming as it does on the heels of realization that earlier breaches at LinkedIn and MySpace were much larger than thought, the lessons all should take from the incident are don't reuse your passwords, consider changing them, especially if you've reused them, and try not to use easily guessed passwords. With respect to that last lesson, the top passwords revealed in the VK breach were, in depressingly familiar order, 123456, 1234567891, QWERTY, one 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 and one two three four five six seven eight nine zero and note this one's really not any better than one two three four five six even with four extra numerals still better than da 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 maybe and speaking of da 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 the our mind team who counted coup by revealing this to be mark zuckerberg's linkedin password are clearly hunting celebrity accounts Twitter accounts belonging to Keith Richards and Tenacious D have also been reported compromised. As Brian Krebs puts it on his blog, password reuser, get ready to get busy. Checkpoint has also reported finding vulnerabilities in Facebook's chat and messenger. Facebook's working on them. F-Secure says travelers applying for U.S. visas in Switzerland are being prospected by cybercriminals serving up Quarrelex Rat or QRAT, the remote access Trojan is being delivered by someone posting as USTravelDoc.com and using a Skype account with an easily overlooked misspelling. There's no attribution, but some signs point to Turkish criminals as the controllers. The Angler Exploit Kit has developed the ability to evade Microsoft's EMET security tools. It's added Silverlight and Flash exploits to its functionality. Enterprises are advised not to rely on EMET as a hedge against patching. They should instead patch promptly. Researchers at Pentest Partners have demonstrated that the Mitsubishi Outlander hybrid SUV is vulnerable to hacking through its onboard Wi-Fi. They didn't actually reach the vital controller area network, 
but they were able to get to the infotainment system, which suggested to them that with a bit more time and effort, they could indeed intrude into the can. As it was, they were able to turn the lights and climate control on and off, alter the charging program, and disable the anti-theft alarm. Mitsubishi is working on a fix. Meanwhile, the carmaker advises customers to disable the Wi-Fi app. Fortinet reports seeing signs that ransomware, which until now has enjoyed its greatest success against healthcare enterprises, is increasingly targeting the manufacturing sector. Since most of the vulnerabilities exploited are old and known, up-to-date patching remains one of the best first line of defense. This is not Patch Tuesday, that comes a week from now, but Google has issued updates for Android. Eight critical and 28 high-risk vulnerabilities were closed in the June update. The Japanese telecommunications giant NTT is forming a new business unit for the managed security services market. NTT Security will combine the services of Integralis, NTT Com Security, and Solutionary. Such MSSPs are increasingly popular, especially as corporate boards take a closer interest in cybersecurity and as operational responsibility for such security shifts from IT departments to line-of-business units. Raytheon yesterday released a study of how businesses are signing up for MSSPs, why, when, and how. We spoke with Raytheon's Dave Amsler about the study's findings and the security lessons they suggest. It confirmed a couple of components for me. One, that most organizations did not feel comfortable with where their capabilities were today. Whether that meant they were going to have to staff up or spend more internally or whether they were going to outsource it, not many organizations felt comfortable with where their capabilities were. But the other thing that was glaring to me was the amount of customers or respondents that felt their current managed service provider was not providing the services they felt they needed. I felt like that was the case, but to get a survey to prove it, uh, when you hear 84% of uh, you know the respondents saying they don't provide some of the advanced services they really feel they need, that tells me a lot about where we are in industry today and where we need to go. One of those advanced services referred to in the survey is, according to Amsler, threat hunting. That's almost a buzzword these days, so I asked Amsler to describe what it means. Up to this point, we've spent a lot of time building technologies, IDS, firewall, even SIMs, and even sandboxing solutions that are reactive in nature. They have to be told what bad looks like, either through a rule or a signature or quote-unquote heuristics that have essentially said, look for this kind of activity or A plus B equals bad. And, and because they've seen that in the past and they know that's what an actor looks like, so they tell the tool, when you see this, alert me. And so then you have analysts sitting in front of screens waiting for bells or alarms to go off. That's a very reactive method. And we've proven that doesn't work. It doesn't find the sophisticated actor. To find those, you have to have data it's a visibility, and then you have to use different techniques to look for behaviors, to look for anomalies, to look for things that are actually inside of what appears to be normal traffic because that's what the sophisticated are actually going to look like. It's more proactive. I'm diving into the data, and I'm, I'm sifting through it looking for behaviors or anomalies versus reactively waiting for a tool to tell me, hey, I found bad because you told me what bad looks like. That's Dave Amsler. He's president of Raytheon's Foreground Security Team. You can read more about the survey on their website. 
In policy news, recent attacks circumstantially linked to Pakistan lend urgency to calls in India for establishment of a cyber command. Such a move has been under consideration for some time, and the government is under increased public pressure to act. In the U.S., the administration is seeking legislation that would give investigators warrantless access to persons' browser histories and other electronic data in espionage and terrorism cases. As ISIS cannibalizes itself under pressure, al-Qaeda makes a tentative run to Twitter from Syria. The message is a pedantic restatement of their familiar call to jihad, and we shall see if it resonates as inspiration the way ISIS chatter has. Finally, this week marks the third anniversary of the publication of Edward Snowden leaks about the U.S. electronic surveillance operations. Former Attorney General Holder spoke in a general way last week about the silver lining inside that particular cloud, and this week Lawfare echoes the conclusion with a more extensive and thoughtful treatment. Lawfare thinks, with some reason, that NSA actually came out of the affair stronger and better looking than it went in, especially since the increased scrutiny appeared to show that the agency did indeed take its legal responsibilities more seriously than skeptics would have believed. So, to answer the question, qui bono, who's to gain, one would say with lawfare, NSA. We would add, sure, of course, NSA, but first of all, Russia's FSB. Still, you take your silver linings where you can get them. And now, a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI, the best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber. And joining me once again is Dale Drew. He's Chief Security Officer at Level 3 Communications. Dale, there's been an uptick in malicious activity originating from the Latin America region. Uh, What can you tell us about that from your point of view? You know, we are seeing a pretty significant increase in, in, uh, in malicious traffic and DDoS traffic. Uh, both originating and terminating inside of Latin America. It, it's becoming sort of the new frontier for uh, bad guys. And what we're seeing is bad guys are using a lot of techniques that they've they've gleaned from or learned from other regions and applying that to the Latin America region where a lot of those those companies and a lot of those capabilities have not yet been fully baked. 
So, for example, we, we've seen a 40% increase in DDoS attacks in that region alone uh, in the past uh, 6 to 12 months. We've also seen a significant uptick in, in command and control systems and compromised uh, computers. So, and this, this is traffic originating inside of Latin America as well as terminating inside of Latin America. So, uh, actors who are operating in that, in that country are learning from advanced techniques in other regions in order to apply that within that region. And is this is this a matter of of uh, on, on the one hand sort of a simple market expansion where whereas security gets tighter in the United States and Asia and places in Europe are play, being attacked then the the bad guys move on to to the next the next frontier? Yeah, I, I would say it's, it's sort of a factor of twofold. I I would say that that organized crime syndicates in Latin America are really beginning to branch out in cyber uh, where they where they have not had that that sort of frontier or that sort of capability before and. Um, they're they're seeing a pretty significant amount of 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 economical advantage in doing so. So uh, organized crime syndicates in Latin America are creating more advanced cybercrime uh, capabilities. We're also seeing uh, uh, people outside Latin America who are seeing Latin America companies as prime targets. So not so much. Um, I, I would say we're seeing more traffic inside Latin America attacking other Latin America uh, companies than we are seeing traffic from the outside. But it's definitely an uptick from the outside of that region as well. All right, Dale Drew, thanks for joining us. Struggling to secure on-prem apps with modern identity? Don't worry, you're not alone. Join industry leaders from Fortune 500 organizations to secure your apps on any cloud with any IDP, regardless of your environment's complexity. Meet Strata's identity orchestration platform, Mavericks. Say goodbye to the headaches of app refactoring and legacy tech debt. With identity orchestration, you can modernize legacy apps to use MFA or passwordless authentication in a few weeks, migrate from one IDP to another, and so much more without changing the app. No matter your IAM use case, Strata extends the value of your current identity investments. And the best part? You can try it for free today. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire to share your biggest identity challenge, and they'll hook you up with a complimentary pair of AirPods Pro. Don't miss out. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire. That's strata.io slash cyberwire. And that's the Cyberwire. We are proudly produced in Maryland by our talented team of editors and producers. I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. Hi, everybody. It's Maria Varmazas here, your host over at T Minus Space Daily, and sometimes a guest on Hacking Humans, too. We here at N2K CyberWire work hard to bring you concise, intelligence-driven news and commentary, and we'd like to know how we're doing. Please take a few minutes to complete our audience survey and share your feedback to help us continue to grow and meet your needs. Visit cyberwire.com survey. That's cyberwire.com survey to get started. Thanks so much for your input as we reach for the stars. It means the universe to us.